At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And we've got a tremendous show for you. We've got three hours of a little bit of everything. And we're going to be leading off with. Right now, a little bit of carryover from our good friends live bet. Femi Obabefe along with Wes Reynolds. They do a great job just before me. And well, right now, we've got bottom of the ninth in the World Series with two outs. With the Houston Astros up by a count of three to two after Bryce Harper got hit by a pitch. So we're going to be with you guys here. We'll give you guys the guest list first as we see what Nick Cassianos is able to do. As joining me in 15 minutes in studio, Joe Fan. Does absolutely terrific work over at WinBet. He is a brand ambassador for them. Going to get his thoughts on this week's NFL card. We're certainly going to get his thoughts on this World Series as well. So we've got him coming up as we've got Nick Cassianis. Did he fly out or is this going to go foul? That is going to go foul. And in hour number two, we're going to be joined by Mackenzie Kramer. We're going to be really diving into some NFL with him. And on top of that, Mackenzie Kramer, he does a great job in terms of taking a look at NFL look at lines, which I think that that's where you can really find some value while everyone's looking at week nine of the NFL. Does a good job looking at week 10 of the NFL. And 
with all the trade deadline moves, all the guys that got moved over the last few days where they're really going to be making an impact as week 10 and beyond. So we're going to be asking him about that. Also in 45 minutes, Patrick Everson does a great job at Vegas Insider. He's going to get us caught up on where all the big bets are going for this week. I'm going to ask a lot about college football because you've got two big bomber matchups out there in the SEC. So we're going to be taking a look to see where the money is going and where we've got perhaps some fishiness as well. And then in our number three, we're going to be covering all the bases. Dan Stupp, he does amazing work at Action Network. He is one of their main guys in terms of taking a look at the USC. We're going to be taking a look at this week's card with him. So we've got a little bit of everything. Going to be getting you guys a little bit of college basketball. I'm actually doing a little bit of work in terms of a mid-major top 25 poll. I'll review I'll reveal what I did for my top 25 rankings, and we're going to be touching upon that and so much more. So we've got a lot of fun, and it's a lot of fun to take a look at baseball right now, especially when you've got a 2-2 count in the World Series between the Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. And something that I know my producer, Jason, was asking me off air, Jason Kahn, one of the best in the business, is who would be the odds-on favorite to win MVP if the Astros do hold on, and I think that that's a very good question because this bullpen has been absolutely impeccable to this point. And Ryan Presley, he's right now trying to go for a five-out save, and that would be absolutely massive for him. But I'd probably give it to Christian Javier right now. You haven't necessarily had one big performance from the Houston Astros. You did have a pair of home runs from Kyle Tucker in Game 1, but those came in a losing effort. Certainly, it's not going to go to Justin Verlander, who he managed to give up just one run five innings, really wiggled out of a whole lot of danger. And for the Philadelphia Phillies entering into this inning, they had allowed 11 men stranded on base in eight innings. If it ends right here, it's going to be 12. And if Cassianos gets walked because we've got a full count, there's a potential that it is 13. And Cassianos ground ball, and that is going to do it as you got the Astros up now three games or two as Nick Cassianos grounds out and the Astros one game away from the World Series. And for those that are wondering, I've actually got my handicap line already up for game number six. So we're able to dive right into that. So you guys are getting a little bit of bonus coverage there. I won't have a DK Nation write up up until Saturday very, very early because, well, we aren't going to be getting lines for a little bit, and we'll be seeing how these lines trickle trickle in as the night moves along. But that said, I'm making the uh, Houston Astros a minus 136 favorite on this line, and I'm going to be setting a little bit of a lower total. Six half or less, I'd be taking a look at it over. Seven or higher to the under, as we've been noticing this just all throughout the postseason, how good for one these bullpens have been. The Philadelphia Phillies, as a matter of fact, they actually had the worst bullpen ERA in the National League prior to the postseason, post-All-Star break. They had north of a 5 ERA after the All-Star break. They have been very good here in the postseason, and I do think that the extra rest is going to be able to help out Zach Wheeler, who they're going to really need him in this spot because what has really been letting down the Philadelphia Phillies here in the postseason that their aces, they've been coming up deuces pretty much. It's been a case where... You've got Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler with a combined north of 7 ERA here in the postseason, and everyone else has done their part. The reason the Philadelphia Phillies lost this game here is not necessarily because of Noah Thor Syndergaard. I felt like he shouldn't have come out for the fourth inning. Jeremy Pena, he went deep off of him, and perhaps he gets a little bit of consideration for MVP as well, especially if he's able to bust through and if he's able to have a big game number six. But that said... 
you take a look at what you were able to get out of the Phillies bullpen on on Thursday here. Connor Brogdon, two scoreless settings and five punch-outs. The Astros struck out 12 times, very uncharacteristic of them. They typically strike out about 6.7-ish times per game, so they were able to have some nice swing and miss stuff. Jose Alvarado, David Robertson, Zach Eflin, they were all able to deliver some very good innings, but for the Houston Astros, they entered into this night with a 0.76 ERA. They give up one run in four innings, so that'll bolster it to right around like a 0.85 or something like that, but it has been absolutely insane. If you can have a group award, because I believe that when the Arizona Diamondbacks won the World Series. I think it was a case where it was Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling that got the award. I would do something like that at this point because the Astros, they've been just that good in terms of their bullpen. But it is now 3-2 to two with the Houston Astros leading this series. We shall see what we get in terms of an updated series price. But really the buy point, in my opinion, that was when you had the Houston Astros down by a count of two games to one after you saw a tremendous game three from the Philadelphia Phillies. Now the Phillies trying to have to go back to Houston. I think that they're really going to be up against it. And ironically enough, Thursday was just all about Houston versus Philadelphia, which I absolutely love that you had simultaneously at the same time a pair of these games. And you saw it on Thursday Night Football where the Eagles, they continue to be undefeated and They've really been able to put some separations between they and the rest of the NFC. Now, I think that you've got a very clear top three teams in terms of the NFL. You've got the Bills at number one, the Eagles at number two, and then the Chiefs at number three. I'm going to make the case right now that the Ravens are looking like a top five team. I think that they could be a team when it's all said and done that perhaps these teams, they don't want to face off against in a Super Bowl, in a championship game, something of that nature, but or the Eagles, just a well-oiled machine. Now, I just felt like this was a line that got up a little bit too high in general. Those of you guys that listened to the Greg Peterson experience yesterday know that I like the Houston Texans catching 14 points. Felt a little bit more leery at 13 and a half, but was still willing to take that. But the Texans were able to cover this game and also had under 45 and a half, which I ain't one that took that boy. The fact that the Eagles went for it on two to make it a 12-point game, that's a little bit rough. I don't think a lot of teams would have done that, but... That said, for the Houston Texans, they've got something. Damian Pierce, 27 carries, 139 yards, and that was really my big takeaway in terms of this game because when you saw Brees Hall go down with an injury, you were wondering, all right, who is going to be that guy that really takes a hold of perhaps that Rookie of the Year award? And Damian Pierce, he has been incredible for this team. He has rushed for at least 80 yards and now five out of the last six games for the team, but I mean, let's call it what it is with the Philadelphia Eagles. You've got a team that's absolutely rolling right now. Miles Sanders, he went over his rushing prop. And for the Philadelphia Eagles, I think that this could be a team that is able to stay undefeated for quite a while longer because you just take a look at their remaining schedule. They go up against the Washington Commanders in their next game. And then after that, they go on the road against a Colts team that now with Sam Ellinger behind center. That's not too terrific. They get a home game against a Packers team that has lost four straight. I think that things are going to be looking a little bit different for them moving forward. And coming up in probably the second hour, I'm going to give you guys my Circa Millions card. I'm probably going to be doing baseball a little bit later just because with game five just wrapping up as I came onto the show, we're probably going to need a little bit of time for those numbers to marinate to get full amount of odds up on the board. But that said, you are going to be getting my Circa Millions card in this show as well. But 
you just take a look at this Eagles team. I think that their greatest possibility of loss is probably going to be when they face off against the Dallas Cowboys. That is going to be in Week 16. That is going to be a true road game. They do have to go on the road against the New York Giants as well, but I think that they should be able to survive and advance that game. The Giants, they've got a record of 6-2 and two in front of them, but you have to have your question marks there. And, I mean, you just take a look at the Giants at 6-2 and two compared to the Eagles at 8-0. and zero. Typically, you'd think a 6-2 and two team would be relatively close, but I don't even think that it's close at this point with the way that the Eagles have just completely manhandled opponents. I think that the line got a little bit out of whack here on Thursday Night Football. Short week trying to lay two touchdowns, but... Still, the Eagles, in my opinion, they have all the goods. And I think the question mark becomes, other than the Cowboys, is there any other team in the NFC that could really pose much of a threat to them? Because a team that I know that some people are throwing out, perhaps as being that number three bunch right now in the Minnesota Vikings, I mean, they got completely just throttled when they played against them. The entire NFC South, they're looking like sort of that 16 seed in the NCAA tournament because... Got all sorts of teams are at 500 or lower with the Atlanta Falcons leading the way. So I think that you're really in a horse apiece situation. So lots of separation from the Philadelphia Eagles. And I think the bigger question becomes as well, where should Jalen Hurts be in terms of the MVP conversation? Right now at DraftKings, I'm seeing him at plus 350 behind Josh Allen, who's had a minus 120. And I do think that both of those guys are a little bit lofty there as Patrick Mahomes at 4-1. to I do think offers the best of the value, but... That said, I do think that it's going to be interesting to see what we get the rest of the season as the Eagles, they were able to get it done on Thursday Night Football and a very rare over in primetime, but a man that I know is a primetime player and a man that does a great job of taking a look at pretty much a little bit of everything. That'd be Joe Fan. He's got Seattle running through his veins, so at some point we're going to need to ask him about the Seahawks and got to get his thoughts on the World Series as well. That's coming up next right here on the Great Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Got to get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything VSN has to offer for the rest of the football season for just $99. Get VSN Pro access all the way through the Super Bowl, plus our upcoming college basketball, college bowl, and Super Bowl betting guides. Give yourself an edge. Visit vsin.com slash subscribe to get your $99 mid-season special today. That's at vsin.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vsin, the Sports Bank Network. Great to be joined by Joe Fan. Does amazing work over at Win Sports as he's a brand ambassador for them. And Joe, it is always a pleasure to have you in studio. Thank you. Yeah, good to be here, Greg. Appreciate you, man. First things first, we've got to recap what we just saw. I came on this show and... So Nick Cassiano's ground out to end the game. The Phillies, they are unable to pull it out against the Astros by a count of 3-2. to And I felt like this was a much win for the Philadelphia Phillies. I personally would have pitched Zach Wheeler in this game, who he is going to be going in game six. But I don't know about you, but I just do not like the chances of the Philadelphia Phillies going back to Houston needing to win both games. Yeah, I mean, you can't blame what you saw in the bullpen game from Philadelphia. No, I mean, th- Noah th- they straight gave, 12 men on base. <laughs> yeah, it gave them everything they could hope for. Um, I don't think any Phillies fan, if they were going to lose that game, expected it to go that way. You leave nah. 12 men on base. The eighth inning, such a big opportunity. Brandon Marsh gives you your worst at bat of the night going down on three pitches. I hated the 0-2 approach. Didn't feel like he shortened his swing at all. Uh, just looking for all you need, just put the ball in play. Make make them make a play with a runner on third and less than two outs. He was unable to do so. Schwarber hit it hard right at Mancini. Um, it's a tough one to lose in your last home game of the season. Now you have to go win two in a row in Houston. Yep, I totally agree with you. And I mean, for the Philadelphia Phillies, what I think has been the most impressive thing in this series out of everything, their bullpen, which was, I think we both agree, bad during the regular season. It has been absolutely magnificent. They did a great job with their bullpen. They give up one run in six innings. That's just a painful way to lose in general. I don't think that there's any other way to put it in. I know that you being a Mariners fan know all too well about this. It just feels like these are the games that the Astros have been able to win all season long. Yeah, and certainly in the postseason. And yeah, I mean, as a Mariners fan, I know if you miss opportunities, you're not going to beat the Astros. I mean, they're just not going to give you too many. It's amazing how deep and comprehensive this Astros team is. We talk about the rotation. Verlander gave them five 
innings with just the solo shot, the leadoff homer for Schwarber in the top of the, or the bottom of the first, rather. And the bullpen takes it from there. They finally get their first hit with runners in scoring position. What's crazy, that's the first hit uh, Gene Segura's hit in the eighth um, to score Castellanos was the first hit with uh, runners in scoring position allowed by the Astros' bullpen in the entire postseason. Just goes to show you, they have the starting pitching. They've got the offense, obviously. They've got the the bullpen at the back end of the game to close it out. And what's crazy is you think about it, they've got an injured Michael Brantley just chilling in their dugout right now. I mean, it's it's an embarrassment of riches. The Phillies have had their chances, uh, and I think they're going to regret some of those spots tonight. Yep, for the Houston Astros, they entered into Game 5 of the World Series with a 0.76 bullpen array. It ballooned all the way up to a 0.88, so clearly someone needs to be fired because someone's not doing their job out there in the bullpen. I kid, of course, but I mean it's just absolutely insane to take a look at it. I think that that poses a question. If the Astros are able to pull out this series, we don't know how Game 6 and or Game 7 goes, but... Who would you give the MVP to at this point? Because I think that that's a very, very interesting topic because if you're looking at just both sides, Bryce Harper, I feel like, has been the most valuable player on either side. But, man, I would probably give it to Christian Javier right now, but that would be a very, very tough one if we don't see anyone really emerge in Game 6. I don't think you could argue with Jerry Pena at this point. I mean, he just continues to come through every single game, certainly the home run tonight. Uh, I still think uh, Framber Valdez will have his say in it. He'll get another start either in game six or seven. Is it game six where he's going? He's going to be going. So he'll be going in game six. He was lights out in his first start. um, And so he'll have a chance to get a couple of wins in this series. And and you would imagine that you do that, uh, you're probably in a good spot to to get the MVP. But uh, if we're going lineup wise right now, it's absolutely um, it's absolutely Pena, which is it's crazy. They move on from Carlos Correa and say, hey, wish you well. Thank you so much for everything. We've got this kid, Jeremy Pena, coming up who who might be better than you. Uh, it's Again, I go back to the phrase embarrassment of riches, I and mean, that's exactly what the Astros are, and they're just set up for years to come to continue to do this. And what I think is just so intriguing about the Astros as well is that with all these teams that they spend so much in free agency and what have you, and it's not like the Astros have done nothing in free agency. They certainly made that Justin Verlander move a few years ago. That was back when they had more of the waiver trade deadline because you had your normal trade deadline, and then you had the one that came a month after. That happened a few years ago. But what I think is just so impressive about the Astros and a blueprint that, say, the Yankees need to take on is just being able to develop their players, like a Jeremy Pena, even though he's no longer in the fold. George Springer, who he had so much of a say in terms of those teams that were able to make deep runs. I think that that's still so important in the big leagues, having that great farm system and building these guys up. I mean, they just hit at such an, a crazy rate, and you look at what they do with all their arms. I mean, Justin Verlander, a rejuvenated you know, second half of his career, coming over to Houston, leaving Detroit, where it looked like for a minute maybe his career was going to depreciate and he was going to you know, walk off into the sunset. No, he's going to win the Cy Young this year. Ridiculous. You look at what they've done in the international signing pool with Framber Valdez, uh, Pena, and Jose Altuve. Just bargain bin guys that they have developed into superstars already. Um, Christian Javier. Yeah, Christian Javier, another one. I mean, it's, it is really impressive what they do with their pitching staff. I mean, we've seen the spin rates, the uptick that, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a workshop. It's a factory of arms in, in Houston, and you go there if you want to make some money elsewhere. And we've seen it with so many guys, whether it's Charlie Morton, Garrett Cole, uh, and you see it throughout the pitching staff here they've got this year. And we're actually seeing numbers start to trickle in for Game 6 of the World Series. Keep in mind, this is going to be on Saturday. There's going to be a little bit of travel days despite the 
fact that we had the rain out on Monday, they pushed a travel day back, so they are going to be getting a day of rest. But as I'm seeing it come out right now, Houston, based on your shop, anywhere between minus 135 and minus 140, with flip side for the Philadelphia Phillies, between about a plus 120 to a plus 128, with a total in most places at 7. Do you have any sort of a lean on this one? Because I personally handicapped the Astros at minus 136. That minus 135, that's like the absolute maximum of my buy point. So I'd be willing to invest in the Astros at a minus 135. But I think the bookmakers got this pretty spot on. Yeah, I think it's spot on. It's such a sharp number. I think you can go either way. I mean... Yeah, I've got nothing for you in terms of a, a strong lean. Oh, don't worry about that because, like I said, these markets are so sharp <laughs> yeah. now that I think to me it's like which starter is going to give you a couple crisp innings to start the game. You know, I think we've seen some of these some of these starters ambushed on both sides right out of the gate, um, and this is really the first game. Game five was the first game that's been tightly contested. Everything else has been a blowout. You know, so it's been two blowouts in favor, and then the Astros win the close game. And um, yeah, I mean, I think Zach Wheeler, you love what he did. Uh, all, all during the playoffs and during the regular season. So they've got the guy they want on the mound in game six in the do or die. Yep, I totally agree with you there. Like I said, I see it. one penny of an edge on the minus 135 that I'm seeing at a few books right now, and that's about it. I see a little bit more in terms of the under. I've been shading down my numbers a little bit more as the series has been going on just because both of these bullpens have been rock solid. So what I like right now out of everything that I see on the board is the under of seven that I'm seeing at most places. I'm seeing one straight six and a half. I think that that would be a little bit tough because I do think that the difference between a six and a half and a seven, it is quite significant when you get that down that low in terms of the total. But I like the under of seven. So that is interesting to take a look at. And then the other thing that we saw, ironically enough, it was Houston against Philadelphia in that as well. Thursday night football, the Eagles they get it done. They don't cover, but they win outright relatively easily, 29-17. to 17. And any objection to the Eagles being by far the best team in the NFC? Because the way that I look at it, in terms of that NFC hierarchy, I think it's a very clear number one with the Eagles. I think that it's actually a pretty clear number two in terms of the Dallas Cowboys as well. And then everyone else is just trying to scramble for third place. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think the Philadelphia uh, Eagles are, I mean, there's just, we saw their weakness on Thursday night. Damian Pierce rocked him for 27 carries, a buck 39. He's a special talent, uh, the yeah. rookie running back in Houston. Should be but, a rookie of the year can, contender, in my opinion. 100%, especially with Brees Hall out. It's probably going to be him competing with uh, Kenneth Walker in Seattle, two talented running backs who are really the bell cows for their respective teams. Um, but yeah, I mean, in Philly, they can just beat you in so many different ways. And, um, you know, the pass rush is there. Um, they've got the secondary pieces. They got to share up the running game. Sh- certainly missed the first round pick, Jordan Davis, uh, tonight. Um, but offensively, I mean, there's tonight was the Dallas Goddard night. Eight catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. Devontae Smith, nothing doing. Next week, it might be Devontae Smith that goes for a buck 20. AJ Brown has become one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, by the way. And I think he has been. I think he just, he's never been able to stay healthy in Tennessee. It's yeah. always been his issue, his health. And now we've seen. You know, they've played eight games and he's been healthy in all of them and he has dominated by and large every single one of them. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I mean, what a, a, a great use of a first round pick. And when you compare the Cardinals gave a pick a couple, you know, picks later for Marquise Brown, you can't compare the value of the two wide receivers. I know it's easy to take a shot at Marquise Brown because he's hurt now, but, but even so, you give 32 teams their choice of A.J. Brown or Marquise Brown, I guarantee you all 32 are taking uh, A.J. Brown. Yeah, but honestly, it's not like Hollywood Brown has been a buster Rooney or anything like that. I think that that just speaks to the value that you're getting out of A.J. Brown and that the Tennessee Titans 
and they probably should have held on to him a little bit too long. And ironically enough, we know that the Arizona Cardinals, they're going to be playing against a team that you've got a little bit of affinity for, the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to be diving into that with Joe next. We're going to be taking a look at the Week 9 card of the NFL on the flip side right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of the Greg Peterson Experience is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, which is the surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine pouches are either too complicated to use or they don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for, but Zen Nicotine Pouches might surprise you. Zen is made with just six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco and leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com and at ZYN.com today. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa, the Sports Bank Network, being rejoined by Joe Fan. Does a terrific job over at WinBet. He is one of their main brand ambassadors. And Joe, I was alluding to this a little bit earlier. You are a man that you come from Seattle. You've been able to cover the Mariners, the Seattle Seahawks for a very, very long time and leads us into a very interesting game for Sunday as right now the Seahawks, they sit atop of the NFC West, which I don't know if the most optimistic of Seahawks fans saw coming at this time of year, but that said, we've got the Arizona Cardinals between a one and a half to a two point favorite and the Toronto's game is saying between 49 and a half and 50. And I think that this game shows just how liquid the betting market is in terms of the NFL, because as I'm sure you remember, the Seahawks, they played host to the Arizona Cardinals about three weeks ago. And when Arizona was on the road in that game, they were a two and a half point road favorite without DeAndre Hopkins. Now they're a smaller favorite at home with DeAndre Hopkins. So I think it's interesting how much this has moved. And I do think that quite a bit of a move is warranted. I'm not sure where you sit on this game, though, because I do think that for Seattle, a little bit more difficult now that this is a road game away from the 12s. Yeah, well, Arizona's a road favorite in that game three weeks ago. but They that, should not have been. <laughs> but that was the start of the turnaround defensively for Seattle, where they were one of the worst teams defensively in all of football. The last three weeks, they've been the absolute best. They dominated the Cardinals. They embarrassed the Chargers on the road. And then just last week, uh, they beat the, the Giants convincingly, the 6-1 and one Giants who came in and got whipped by Seattle. So it does make sense that the market is more bullish on this Seahawks team. We, we've known the offense can move the football. Geno Smith has been playing outside of that game two, you know, that week two clunker against San Francisco. They've done a pretty good job of moving the football. It's been the defense, and the defense was horrific on, on Detroit Lions levels through five games. Well, the last three, they've been lights out, and something has clicked. Clearly, the betting markets are buying into it. The big difference in this matchup, whereas Arizona didn't reach the end zone offensively in that first game in Seattle, they get DeAndre Hopkins back in this one, who's been lights out in his two games back. They didn't win last week in Minnesota, but he still has 200-yard games and a touchdown um, you know, since his return. Yeah, Pam, for the Seattle Seahawks, I still remember that game because he said that they were Lions bad. Both teams got to 45 in that game, so they clearly have been a little bit better since then. And for the Seattle Seahawks, it's been a massive turnaround, and they've been doing this without Rashad Penny. And Kenneth 
Walker has been just so amazing for this team on the ground. And what have you made out of this offense? Because I think that a lot of people are wondering, oh, when is Geno Smith going to regress? When is Geno Smith going to regress? And I think a lot of this just has to be us giving credit where credit is due to Pete Carroll and the coaching job that he's done because we remember Russell Wilson was a third-round pick, came in, and he decided, you know what, we spent a lot of money on Matt Flynn, but we're going to go with Russell Wilson. He fits this system. I can get the most out of him, and he's been able to do so. And we've seen Russell Wilson, ever since he's went away from that system, be a complete and utter flop. And I think that there is something to coaching still in the NFL, and this system, it clearly works with guys that are able to move around. Yeah, it's coaching. It's the front office. They hit an absolute home run, at least in the early returns in this 2022 draft class. You've got Charles Cross and Abe Lucas, who have been tremendous bookend tackles for me. The offensive line has been an absolute strength in front of Geno Smith. Kenneth Walker has been an absolute superstar in the making with the home run hitting potential. He's had the elusiveness, the vision, the break tackle ability. All of it is there for Kenneth Walker. Uh, Tariq Woolen, potentially the defensive rookie of the year behind Sauce Gardner, probably in those in the odds right now, uh, the rookie uh, corner with the New York Jets. Kobe Bryant has been very good. Boye Mafe, the pass rusher, uh, has been solid as well with with a growing role week to week. Um, and so, yeah, I do think there's some staying power. Maybe you worry about the rookie wall later in the year, but we're not there yet here in November. Um, when you look at the offensive line, the running game, the weapons you have with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and then uh, you know a couple of really talented tight ends with Noah Fant and Will Disley, there are a number of ways to distribute the football here for Geno Smith. And um, but does he come back to earth a bit? Maybe. But I also don't think he regresses enough to where he becomes a liability. I think this is who he is. He's a very talented quarterback, very accurate quarterback. And so far, he's been you know, arguably the best quarterback in the NFC. I'd probably put him second behind Jalen Hurts. But that's how good he's been because I don't think you can argue anyone above him other than Jalen Hurts in the NFC. I agree, and I think that he should be a top-five MVP candidate at this point. He's been playing that well. We shall see if that's going to be yeah, a hold-up. I'd agree up. with you. And when it comes to the NFC West as well right now, the favorite in the odds board, even though the Seahawks have the better record, it is the San Francisco 49ers, which I do think makes sense with the way that they looked last week with Christian McCaffrey and company. But do you think that the Seahawks, right around plus 330, I'm seeing at DraftKings, I'm sure that other books are going to have a little bit of a different number. Do you think that they hold some value and that they are going to be able to get this to the finish line and be able to make the playoffs and perhaps win this division? Yeah, I'd, I'd rather look for a make-the-playoff market. You know, I think it's well, 538 has it right around 61%. And so if you can get anywhere around even money or even some plus money on to make the playoffs, I like that more. The Niners are set up really well. They've already got a game in hand against the Seahawks. They dominated them in week two. They're going to get healthier coming out of their bye week. We've seen what Christian McCaffrey can do in Kyle Shanahan's offense. Uh, once that defense gets healthy, Nick Bosa is the best pass rusher in the league right now, probably along with Miles Garrett, but he leads the league uh, in sacks so far. I think their ceiling is much higher, which is why they're the, they're the deserved favorites in terms of what the betting market tells you. Um, but yeah, they're the leaders in the division through eight games. And so there is value there inherently, given that the Niners at some point have to overtake them. Uh, the rematch, I think it's in week 15, should be a really enjoyable game back in Seattle. Um, but yeah, I think this Seahawks team should be thinking playoffs given the mediocrity that surrounds them in the NFC. And plus 130 is the number that I'm seeing on the Seahawks to make the playoffs. So, yeah, I'd prefer that number. Yeah, because you, you were saying pretty much anything above even money, so you've got some solid value there. And then, the team on the outside looking in right now is the Washington Commanders, and I think yeah. in, in my for my money, I would rather bet on the Seahawks than the Commanders and, and even the teams behind them. I mean, the Bucks, the Packers, they're such a mess that – yeah, I think at this point, there's no reason why the Seahawks shouldn't be expecting to make the playoffs. And the Rams are right now a team that's on the outside looking in, and 
They're a team that's 5-1 to one to win the NFC West, and I really don't think that there's a lot of value on them because with the Matthew Stafford injury and what he's been going through, that's been not so terrific. But I do think that it's an interesting spot because you mentioned the Bucks and how disappointing they've been. This is right now a three-point line. At most spots, I'm seeing a couple straight two and a half, but the Bucks are a three-point favorite with a total of 42 and a half. I wish I could put it in more simple terms, but if you're giving me three points to fade a 45-year-old quarterback, I am certainly going to take them. I have no idea what's going on with this entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers team, but the Cooper Cup injury, it's a little bit concerning for the Rams, but I do take a look at this spot, and I think that this is a good one for the underdog. Yeah, I sort of lean Bucks here. It's under a field goal. They're at home. Their defense has been better. They've been able to move the football more consistently. Neither of these teams can run the football. Not even a little bit. They've both been you know, two of the worst teams. The Bucs have been the worst team in the league in terms of running the football. But Tom Brady, I mean, they're fifth in passing yards. They're just allergic to the end zone. One of the worst teams in the red zone all season long. And so I'm not saying there are signs there that say, hey, this is going to click. But I do think there's more there to be optimistic about than what you're seeing from the Rams because Matthew Stafford, without an offensive line that can pass protect, with basically Cooper Cup or bust in the passing game with no running game behind him and a defense that isn't anywhere near as dominant as the Super Bowl version of a year ago, I do think they are in more grave trouble. It's interesting. It's a must-win game for the Rams. It's not really for the Bucs because the NFC South is just so terrible. They could lose three more games and still potentially (laughs) win that division. Um, But yeah, it's amazing. This was supposed to be the marquee matchup of Week 9, and now it's two sub-500 teams looking to figure it out if they even have a shot to make the postseason. Yep, I totally agree with you there. And I mean, man, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to be three and five and one game out of the deficient lead. And I don't think the Falcons are going to be able to maintain this. That is a wild thought. And then the other team that you said that you weren't bullish on, and I'm someone from the great state of Wisconsin. I totally agree with you. I'm not bullish on them overall for the season, but I think this could be the get right spot. Packers on the road against the Detroit Lions. Lions are a three and a half point underdog after trading away TJ Hawkinson. With all the injuries that they've got to guys like DeAndre Swift and company, I think this might finally be the get-right spot for the Green Bay Packers. I'm not sure if you agree slash disagree. I'm not bullish on the Packers for the season, but I think this week could be the week that they are able to win by a touchdown plus. Yeah, I just think it's wild. These are the three favorites preseason in the NFC, the Bucks, the Rams, and the Packers. And all three of them you look at and you're like trying to grasp at straws for... <laughs> for why you might sell yourself on that team. Certainly the Packers, or no, the, the Rams-Bucks game, you're sort of choosing the lesser of two evils because both teams have been that bad. The Rams have gotten blown out in all four of their losses, and the Bucks two weeks ago didn't score a touchdown against the Panthers. It's been that bad. You look at the Packers, very similar. They've lost, what, four straight? Yes. Um, the, uh, the Bills played with their food the entire second half mm-hmm. last Sunday night. They still won by 10. It's a bad football team right now. The defense has been uh, immensely underwhelming. They're expected to be one of the best groups in all of football. They've been anything but. And Aaron Rodgers just has zero chemistry with any of his receivers. And you see that on a week-to-week basis. So I agree with you. This should be a get-right spot for them against the Lions defense that ranks dead last in yards allowed and points allowed. But it's like, do I want to risk more money lost on this Packers team that's let me down so many times in the early going of this season? I do agree with you, though. This should be... They're planning for their season at this point. They certainly are. And Joe never lets us down. And coming up next, we got to take a look at where the big bets are going with Patrick Everson of Covers here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 
21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Fall sports are in full swing, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, basketball, or baseball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered as they've got new promotions every week, like the Tuesday Hockey. First goal scorer insurance. Friday night college football bet plus get Sunday football parlay insurance and so much more. Head on over to betrivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app today as it is a whole new game. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by Patrick Everson. Does amazing work over there at Vegas Insider. Taking a look at where all the money is going out here in lovely Las Vegas, where the big bets are. And Patrick, always great to have you aboard. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on on this uh, on this fine Thursday evening full of, uh, I think it was another sports equinox today, wasn't it? We had everything everything going tonight? Yes, sir, we did. And we're going to have college basketball going on Monday as well. So I am very much looking forward to that. We've got a oh, little yeah, bit of everything. Cup of tea, man. That is your cup of tea, a huge cup of tea. In fact, it seems like you're probably drinking nothing but tea until like three or four in the morning when 
college basketball is going on. Is that about, is that a pretty accurate summation? I'm up past 4 a.m. So don't worry there. I've got you guys all covered as it's going to be a great college basketball season. And right now it's a great world series. There's been a lot made out of the bets made by our good friend, Mattress Mac and so much more. And with the Astros one game away from winning the world series, where do the books stand in terms of this world series? Because I have to imagine that it's going to be a pretty big bloodbath if the Astros are able to pull it out. Well, you know, for the for the handful of books, and there are a handful of them, at which Mattress Max spread across his $10 million or so in wagers, yes, those books are in a tough spot. But there are several books that I assume are going to do pretty well, especially if this stretches out to seven games, because you always want these to stretch out to seven games. You get more churn. You get more activity. Certainly the books that are holding Mattress Max liability, they want this to go seven just to see a little bit more money come into the pot that, that can hopefully help. Uh, offset a little bit. They'll they'll never come anywhere near close to offsetting all of match strike liability, but they they can offset it a little bit by getting to seven games. But but to your point, Caesars is obviously the book that's uh, on the hook for the most. He he made the three million dollar bet there at ten to one to win thirty million. But uh, you know, WinBet took a took a million dollar bet at twelve to one. You know, longer odds, a smaller bet, but longer odds. So. They've got the second most hanging out there with Mattress Mac at $12 million bucks in potential liability. And then BetMGM is next. A couple of others are next around at $5 million, including BetMGM. And I talked to Jason Scott tonight right as the game ended um, as the Astros won there. And uh, he's, he's kind of resigned to it that he thinks this is going to happen. He said, hey, it seems inevitable that Mattress Mac is going to take the books for a stack. He says, good luck to all those who end up with a free bed. But uh, uh, Brian Bennett over at Betfred, they've got a $1 million bet at 5-1, to one, so they're on the hook for $5 million at Betfred as well. And uh, he's, not, he's not waving the white flag just yet. He said it ain't over till it's over. This is why it's a seven-game series. He said it's not an ideal situation heading back to Houston, but we'll see what kind of fight the Phillies bring on Saturday night. Yep, it should be a very interesting game six as – Right now, as I'm seeing it, a lot of places they have the Astros right around about a minus 135 to a minus 140 favorite. Openers just came out, so we shall see where the action goes on that. And let's take a look at where the action is going in terms of Saturday in college football. Is right now, the game that is getting the most publicity, and so rightfully so, is Tennessee versus Georgia. A pair of top five teams, a pair of teams that have gotten off to really good starts to the season with Georgia. They're between a 7.5 and an 8-point favorite, and been so interesting because you just take a look on Twitter and everyone that's reporting about where the action is going, they're all like, oh, Tennessee is taking so much money and everything like that. Where do things stand right now? Because I have to think that this varies a little bit from book to book. And I have to think that when you hear so many reports of, oh, everyone's on Tennessee and everything like that, that typically means that there's going to be a little bit of buyback on Georgia. Yeah. And I think there will be, and I think there has been a little bit, um, I talked to Neil Fitzroy at the Superbook on Wednesday night, late Wednesday night, so like in the last 24 hours, basically. And he said, really, it wasn't that overwhelming. On ten- you know, a lot of books are reporting a lot of action on Tennessee, and I don't dispute that at all. But they were only seeing about 64% of, uh, of spread tickets on Tennessee midweek. Now, he knows that there's going to be a, you know, a large pile of cash coming in on this game on, on Friday and Saturday, for sure, leading up to kickoff. But he said not too overwhelming for the folks at the Superbook yet. And I think they opened, they may have opened eight and a half, went down to eight. Uh, I checked in with Caesars today and at Caesars, they, they opened uh, nine and a half and got down to eight pretty quickly on Sunday. 
and then uh, and they've pretty much been eight and a half, eight most of the week, sitting eight right now. But it is all Tennessee, and it looks it really looks a lot, Greg, like the Alabama Tennessee game of a couple of weeks ago. It's all Tennessee spread and all Tennessee money line. Like like on the spread at Caesars, tickets nine to one, money seven to one, money line almost. And this was as of this afternoon, so it's probably changed a little bit by tonight. But as of this afternoon at Caesars, practically every money line ticket and every money line dollar was on Tennessee. And as I remind you when we talk in these segments during the week, look, this is a small pot. You know, this may not be how everything shakes out on Saturday. The, the large, large, large majority of the money is going to come in on Saturday, and it's going to come in in the hour or two leading up to the game. But it does kind of demonstrate that it's, it's sort of shaping up a little bit like that Alabama-Tennessee game where everybody was on Tennessee spread and everybody on Tennessee money line. And the betters had a great day. And ironically enough, we've got Alabama in another spot where it feels like we've got a trendy underdog. As right now it's Alabama and LSU with LSU being between a 13 to a 13 and a half point underdog. I'm sure that there's a lot of people are saying, oh boy, LSU, 13 to 13 and a half point underdogs at home. Give me LSU. What have we been seeing in terms of the action? Because it does feel like there's been a lot of people firing in on LSU. You're totally correct. And again, this is from Caesars. And this is honestly, it's a lot like the Tennessee Georgia game. It's a lot like it. You got, and, and, and what's interesting is that although the Tennessee Georgia game is kind of dialed back a little bit, sitting at eight at most places, the Alabama line has gone up. Caesars opened 12, and I'm not sure if they're still at 13 and a half. They were at 13 and a half a little bit earlier today. I'm going to double it. Looks like, yeah, it looks yep. like we're pretty much painted 13 and a half across the board, right? So the line's gone up to, to 13 and a half. But LSU definitely a trendy underdog here, at least as we look at this late Thursday night, uh, you know, inside of 48 hours till kickoff. Point spread tickets and money in the 5-1 to one range on the Tigers, and they're taking the LSU money line. Tickets and money at Caesars, 9-1 to one on the Bayou Bengals right now. And again, I, I remind that 9-1 to one may be a pretty limited number of tickets and a pretty limited amount of money, but... Still, people are definitely, uh, you know, thinking that another upset could be in the offing here. And LSU, a, a trendy underdog, just like Tennessee is this week and like Tennessee was against Alabama, people are hoping to ride that gravy train on the money line to a nice little payout again. And it feels like there might be quite a few people riding this one as well. Texas Tech versus TCU with TCU. They open up in a lot of places right around about a 9.5 to a 10-point favorite. Now we've seen this come down to eight in some spots. I'm seeing some eight and a as well. What are we seeing in terms of the Texas Tech versus TCU action? Because I think that there's a lot of people that they see TCU and they think, man, this team has been in a lot of close games and, and has driven this number down. Yeah, it's, I, I, what I would guess, I would, I would certainly think that some of the sharper guys or sharper betters are, are, uh, are honing, in, honing in on the, on the anti-horn frog sentiment, but uh, I, I was checking on this at DK earlier today where it went from nine and a half opener to 10 on Sunday night, then kind of nine, nine and a half early in the week. But as you pointed out, eight and a half. And I think, did you say there's some eights out there now? Yep. Um, it, it's definitely gotten interesting. It's still uh, at, at uh, a little bit earlier today at, uh, at DraftKings, you had ticket count running three to one on TCU, but you had point spread money running dead even. And that's pretty much where it is right now. I'm looking at it again tonight. So spread tickets, you know, and probably public tickets favoring TCU, but the money just literally dead, you know, dead even cash so far. And I'm not really surprised. I think you're right. I think people kind of think TCU is 
you know, a good team, but they're not really a, a college football playoff quality team, and they feel like they're, they're going to stub their toe. I, I'm not saying I'm sharp at all because you know I told you a million times I'm not. But I was on them last week. I liked, or I was on West Virginia last week money line. I thought that was going to be the spot where TCU stubbed its toe, and I think people just they're just waiting for TCU to stub its toe. And, and inevitably, in the Big Twelve, whoever leads the Big Twelve, usually it's Oklahoma, tends to stub its toe and take itself out of college football playoff contention. And I think people are just waiting for that to happen. Well, a man that never stubs his toe. That would be you, Patrick. You do an amazing job taking a look at where all the money is going out here in lovely Las Vegas. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. You bet. Thanks for having me, Greg. Have a great weekend. Always great to get Patrick Everson aboard. He does an amazing job over at Vegas Insider taking a look at where all the action is going in terms of darn near every betting market. And you got to take a look at our VEASAN Pro Tip for this hour, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. For all them, we give one out every hour of live programming. And we were talking about this a little bit earlier with Joe Fan. Rather than perhaps taking a little bit of a traditional feature like odds to win the Super Bowl, what have you, look at a derivative market like odds to make the playoffs. The payout is going to be a little bit less, but at the same time, you're able to get a much better likelihood of having it pay off. And coming up next, let's take a look at the NFL and go through my Circa Millions card for Week 9 here on VEASAN Esports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can find... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.